0: If you're passionate about your ride, you're in the right place. Todd Bianco is talking cars, trucks, crossovers, electric and hybrid vehicles, and amazing auction and used car finds. This is All Revved Up from iHub Radio. Here's Todd.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's our Bring a Trailer Hour with John McMillan. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. Well, we've got some interesting picks this week for sure. And I'd like to start with going over what we had last week. So let's start with, uh, let's see, your first pick was a 1973 Ford Bronco, which was really quite nice, but it was only bid to $50,000 and reserve was not met. Really? Yeah, 50 grand didn't take it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, people were surprised at that. Was <laughs> yeah. it
2: signed by A.J. Cowens or whatever his name was with O.J. No, Simpson? No, no, this,
1: this was a pre-A.J. This was a much older Bronco. This was yeah. a 73 Bronco. Yeah, It wasn't like a 1995 or whatever it was Bronco that A.J. had. <laughs> um, yeah, it didn't sell. I guess it was just not, not enough for them. Okay. Uh, then you chose that really kind of cool 1955 Chrysler Imperial four-door sedan that sort of had, what was it, two or three colors on it? yeah um uh, it was it was a nice looking car but it's it sold for thirty five thousand dollars which is pretty good fair price i think so yeah. it found a new home uh then you c- picked a a 2002 Chevy camaro uh and this had i believe it was was it low mileage on it i forgot what it was but it was something that was you know quite appealing about it uh it did not get a lot of love but it sold for sixteen thousand two hundred hmm yeah, so that's a pretty good price for that one. Uh, then you wasn't had wasn't that the one that
2: was like a thirty-fifth anniversary edition? Yes, that
1: or that's it. It was a it had all sorts of stickers and yeah. uh, you know stripes stitch, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it was, all that. Uh, uh, that was some anniversary edition. The one. interesting
2: silver uh, racing stripes down the hood of the car that
1: went into like a checkerboard form up next to the. Um, that's right yeah racing flag you know look to it yeah yeah uh, and It had t-tops and everything else it was there yeah. it was a z28 35th anniversary six speed uh and you know it had very you know 28 000 miles so it was very low miles right uh but you know selling it sold for 16,250, 250 which i think is a pretty good price somebody for that got car. a good
2: uh price on that i think
1: yeah i think so too um then you had, let's see, it was a 1960 Jaguar XK120 Roadster. Uh, that was a premium listing, so it doesn't end for another three days. Right. So we don't have we don't have a number on that yet. Well, um, we will next week. We will next week, and then you had a 1990 Toyota Crown Deluxe Wagon. Hearse. Yeah, this was, was a hearse. This was the old casket hauler that's right you know it's sold for seven thousand dollars really yeah it's a bargain I guess I mean you know look if you if you if you if you rent a funeral home or you have sort of like a you know a, some sort of way you make this a gag seven thousand dollars for this kind of you know this kind of a classic I mean it is you know 1990 it's you know over it's like 30 years old Yeah. Uh, Toyota that was converted into this, yeah, you know, it's reliable. It's going to be reliable. It'd be easy to get parts for it and stuff. So, right, uh, you know seven thousand dollars, it's yours.
2: I should have called my friend Larry over at the <laughs> funeral home. Hey, seventy-five hundred dollars would have taken it home. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you yeah. they paid a dollar or two more than that for their Cadillac oh, yeah.
1: ones. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I no doubt. Uh, uh, okay, so. Uh, uh, we will look at the, so we'll look at the Jaguar next week. Uh, then I chose, there was a 1987 AMC Eagle sedan. That was the one that was brown, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it sold for 10500 which I think was this a pretty good This kind of price. a uh, four by four SUV looking thing before its uh, time. Yeah, before his time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. So this was something that was, you know, quite different. It was, you know, it was well taken care of. It was in extremely nice condition. I mean, you know, the colors are very, you know, nineteen eighty seven. But I mean, it, <laughs> was, it was a pretty cool. I thought pretty cool car. You won't see too many of those out of the, you know, driving down the street. Yeah. Uh, and then I had a nineteen fifty six Continental Coupe Mark II. Uh, And that sold for $24,000, which is a very low number for one of those. But I think that it needed work and people were, you know, whoever bought it was going to spend a ton of money on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um Let's see. Then I had the 2002 Jaguar XJR. It was a, you know, it was a hundred. So it was the hundredth anniversary of the birth of the guy who created Jaguar, uh, and uh, very nice looking car. I mean, it was in pristine condition and sold before for like eighteen thousand on Bring a Trailer. It sold for twenty five thousand this time. Nice. Prices are going up, but I still think it's a good price for, you know, quite a, it's pretty much an ultra luxury sedan that, that, you know, is going to be comfortable as today. You know, it has all the creature comforts to make it, you know, a nice, nice cruiser. Right. Let's see. Then I had a 1993 Nissan 300 ZX. I think this was the convertible, right? Yeah, this was the convertible. Uh, i thought it was in you know terrific condition there were you know not many convertibles out there frankly and it sold for only thirteen thousand three hundred wow yeah i think that's pretty much of a bargain too i mean it was in it was in very very nice condition it was convertible which is again ultra rare for these cars um yeah so sold for thirteen thousand three hundred i think that was a bargain uh, and then there was the uh, 1998 Chevy Suburban, which was sort of a tricolor, very nice-looking truck, uh, out in uh, Scottsdale, I believe it was, or something like that, yeah. somewhere in Arizona. Somewhere in Arizona. And uh, you know they just didn't have a place for it in their, you know, in their garage, and they'd you know traded it with something else, and they were just were selling it. And it sold for $19,000. Hmm. So, you know, an 88 Chevy Suburban for $19,000 is probably pretty good. Yeah. And I think some, whoever uses it, I mean, it's certainly usable on a daily basis. And, you know, it's not going to get good fuel economy. But hey, you know, <laughs> if you're buying a Chevy Suburban, you don't care about the fuel economy, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you really not don't. Not the care. most economical. Uh, vehicle no. to drive. No. No, it's a big truck. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, let's start with this week's picks then. And the first okay. one you have is a 32,000 mile 2006 Dodge Viper SRT 10 Coupe uh, V019 edition. Okay. It's a a long number. So what what it says is this 2006 Dodge Viper SRT-10 Coupe is number 40 of 100, uh, the V019 edition examples produced to commemorate the 19th annual Viper's Owner Invitational. So that's where the V, I guess, comes from, Invitational, Viper Invitational. Actually, I Um, think. Viper Owners, 19. I think
2: actually it's voi I nine.
1: Oh, it could be. Like Viper, Viper Owners, Viper owners Inter- Invitational, Invitational 9. Yeah. So it's the ninth annual. Via, oh, there it is. Yes. I was just reading it wrong. You're absolutely right. Uh, And it's finished uh, in white with dual uh, blue racing stripes, powers from an 8.3 liter V10 paired with a six-speed manual transmission, and a limited slip differential. And equipment includes uh, HID headlights, polished alloy wheels, air conditioning, and a Kenwood stereo. The car spent time in Michigan and California prior to the acquisition by the selling dealer, uh, which is in San Diego, California. In uh, November of 2020, recent service is said to have included an oil change and replacement of the tires. Uh, the special edition Viper has 32,000 miles and is now offered with an accident free Carfax report and clean California title. It ends in seven days. So I guess you we know a do, week from today. Do
2: you remember what these
1: things went for brand new? Uh, They weren't that expensive. I mean, they were expensive. Were they for like the in time. a
2: 50,000 range?
1: I thought it was a little more like sixty or seventy thousand, okay. but the you know they they were very you know they weren't a Corvette they were kind of they were right. they were fast but they were pretty unrefined. I mean I, you know I, the, the, you know there was a big you know it's it's big heavy engine up front and you know yeah. it didn't have quite the finesse of a, anything else. It was just a monster. I've only you know, a been, fast car.
2: I've only been in one of them. Uh, I have a friend who lived in Columbus, Ohio. And I remember when they first came out that he got one, and it was, you know, fire engine red. Right. And I, more like a cherry red. And I just thought, oh, this is to compensate for something, I think.
1: (laughs) It could be. I mean, you know, it's just a gigantic engine, a V10 with tons and tons of horsepower. Yeah. You know, these are cars that are meant for straight lines.
2: Yep. But I thought it looked cool.
1: Yeah, I think this is a cool version. And, and, you know, it's a very low mileage and it's in excellent condition. So uh, we will see where it goes. Let's see what is it at right now. Uh, bidding 35, is at $35,000 right yeah. now. See where that ends up. Okay. All right. So your next pick was, a, I thought, a really slick car. I almost picked this one as, as well. Uh, this is a two twenty-five thousand mile, which is exceptionally rare. 1970 Shelby Mustang GT350 with a four-speed. So, to only have 25,000 miles from, you know, that that they actually, you know, document that it's not like it's a rollover or anything, uh, that's pretty rare.
2: This, you know, the thing also uh, about this particular year model is that I honestly, I know somebody who had uh, one of these, uh, I know a couple of people who had these, but from different years, and this is the only time I remember seeing both the front end of the grille and the uh, taillights looking like they do on this particular model. Yeah. Actually, the the taillights almost remind me from that uh, time frame of like a uh, Cougar.
1: Well, yeah, or a Mustang California Special. They had those kinds of lights. Did they? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's sort of a mishmash of various things. So let me see what it says here. This 1970 uh, Shelby Mustang GT350 Fastback was built on February 11th, 1969, uh, sold by Canyon Ford in Phoenix, Arizona on January 25th, 1970, to its original owners, with whom it remained until 1989. That's a long time. Uh, the car was purchased by Craig Jackson and resold to its next owner in Phoenix in the same year and was uh, stored by that owner's family from his passing until the uh, selling dealer's acquisition in January 2021, finished in Acapulco blue over uh, black knitted vinyl. It is powered by a 351 a cubic inch Windsor V8, made it to a four-speed manual transmission and features power steering, front disc brakes, as well as air conditioning, uh, fold-down rear seat and 8-track stereo, this GT350 shows 25,000 miles and is offered with copies of its original sales paperwork, uh, early uh, invoices and registration documents, and a deluxe Marty report. Uh, clean Arizona title. Uh, the bidding is already at 95750 on this one. Wow. Yeah, it's going to go for it's, more. It's jumped a
2: lot today, I think, because when I went to... Uh, I don't remember it being priced that high when I went to see it. You know or at that level of bid
1: yeah i i think it's it's quite special i mean it, you know for this to be in that good condition yeah you know, right down to the wood steering wheel and the fake wood on the dash hasn't you know flaked off or cracked or anything it's it's really quite quite special so i think it'll go for more, a lot of money yeah oh uh, let's see uh, well the next car let's, let's talk about the next car after the break but this is a this is a, a 1959 AMC Rambler Rebel Sedan John and it has fins it does have fins it does and we'll boy ta- <laughs> is it strawberry milkshake pink it is so we'll talk about that after the break this is Todd Bianco with John McBullen or on iHub Radio all revved up we'll be right back
0: It's Todd Bianco talking cars and trucks on iHub Radio's All Revved Up. Here's Todd.
1: Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. We're talking bring a trailer picks this hour. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. And this one is a 1959 AMC Rambler Rebel sedan, and it's a four-door model, so it kind of looks very squarish, but boy, does it have fins. I guess 1959 was the year for fins. Uh, and this is in two-tone, right? It's two-tone. It says pink and salmon.
2: Yeah, the stripe that goes uh, down the the car is sort of the more of a, a salmon-ish of yeah. pink. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the, like I said, the it's a little lighter than a Pepto-Bismol <laughs> bottle, the main color of the car. It's not quite that deep of a pink. But... You know, I picked this vehicle. I think it's ugly as sin. It I is. I would never have it in my life, but I thought it was well maintained and classic, and you know, and it looked sharp for what it is. Yes. And I, I thought I, this I'd is agree. a another car that belongs in Palm Springs in the whole mid-century spirit.
1: You know who should be driving it? A drag queen, because yes. there's enough headroom. <laughs> That's true. I'm serious, look at that. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Bella DeBall could probably get
1: her wig in there. Uh, let's see. It says this 1959 AMC Rambler Rebel sedan was acquired by the seller in 2020 and is finished in the two tone colors we just talked about. Power comes from a 250 cubic inch V8 paired with a push button three speed automatic transmission. Uh, the equipment includes uh, steel wheels with chrome covers, quad headlights, uh, dual exhaust tips, uh, power steering, and a push button radio. Uh, service performance said to have included an oil change as well as replacing the accessory belts. A Tail light bulb, and the driver's side window crank knob. It's now available, uh, is offered with a 2016 Car Show Trophy and a clean Kansas title in the seller's name. Uh, but, you know, the, w- w- one of the things, too, about the interior is that it's tritone. It's not just two-tone. So there's like a salmon that goes along the, 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 the sides, the top, and, and you know, underneath the seat. The seat is black and the, or sort of gray, and then there's a black stripe, a white, a cream stripe, a salmon color stripe, a white stripe, and a black uh, up near the top where your head would be. Yeah. And, and of yeah. course, this the steering column is pink, and and uh, and the steering wheel is black.
2: I thought of this thing, and I thought, you know, this thing would match my maternal grandmother's old bathroom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, it's just perfect. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Depending okay. on, on your definition of
1: perfect, yeah, <laughs> it's perfect for what it is. Yeah. Uh, Let's okay. go so four wheeling. Already up to seven thousand dollars, and we got two days left. Yeah. All right. So your next one is a, a nineteen eighty four Jeep J ten pickup truck four x four. You know, which is uh, sort of the 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 old version of what is now the Gladiator. Uh, but this is uh let's see what color would you call that they would call it like they, a forest green metallic uh, let's maybe. see what they call it uh it it was derived from the Gladiator to pick up oh. uh, which debuted in 62 okay the uh 1984 Jeep CJ10 is finishing green over Brown vinyl and is powered by a 360 cubic inch V8 paired with a three speed automatic transmission and a dual range transfer case. The truck is equipped with 16 inch steel wheels, uh, worn, um, let's see, worn, manually locking front hubs, a Ramsey winch. Uh, high lift jack, uh, receiver hitch, uh, sliding rear windows, uh, power and a Pioneer stereo with Bluetooth. The current owner acquired the truck in 2013. And the service has uh, said to have included replacement of the brakes, wheel cylinders. Um, See a carburetor, alternator, radiator, fuel pump, and starter. This SJ is now offered in no reserve on dealer consignment with a clean Carfax report and a clean Delaware title. And it is in Lewis, Delaware. So its bidding is up to 3200 It ends in five days. It is rare, though. And seeing the short cab is sort of unusual these days when we always expect it to be right. you know, an extended cab. But I've got to say that the, that brown vinyl seat looks completely uncomfortable, and in heat, forget it. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know.
2: No. I I thought the exact same thing when I saw it. it was that oh, this is not a
1: comfortable thing
2: <laughs> to ride in. But then again, jeeps aren't not meant to be comfortable.
1: No, they're they're stylish and they they're meant to bounce around uh, yeah. uh, rocks and rocks. sand and stuff. Exactly. And this like this one looks like it can.
2: Yes, and looks like it probably has from where uh, yes, they went it, and took the
1: pictures of it. Well, this is, uh, you know, where it is in Lewis, Delaware, is a, is a really supposedly, uh, it's a very nice beach. It's near Rehoboth Beach, I believe. Oh, okay. So that's probably where the pictures are taken. But it's it's kind of cool. I like it. Uh, and, uh, you know, like I said, it was derived from the Gladiator pickup, which debuted in '62. This example was finished in, refinished in green with a white stripe. Under Actually, it has a plate. Ownership.
2: It actually has a plate on the back bumper uh-huh. uh, that has been mounted on there with, uh, uh, you know, it's screwed into the thing that says Antique Automobile Delaware. So,
1: Well, how um, many could there be in Delaware? How many are there in Delaware to begin with? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be that many. And there's not that many people. Through that. Yeah, so I mean, why not? It's, it, it looks cool. Okay, this is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. You're listening to All Ripped Up on Ahap Radio, and we will be right back.
0: Detroit and beyond. Todd's talking about trucks, cars, vans, SUVs, and even the occasional dune buggy. It's all revved up on iHub Radio.
1: McMullen. We're talking uh, bring a trailer this hour and John your last pick is a 1972 Bronco Ford Bronco Vortec powered uh, car so basically this is somebody this was somebody's pet project they bought one of the classic original Broncos and then they you know lifted it up and made it you know bigger tires and put a, a better engine and stuff in it to make it faster and all that kind of fun stuff and it's I've offered it no reserve so it's going to go no matter what yeah so it says this 72 Ford Bronco is finished in blue with a removable black hardtop over a black and blue vinyl interior and is powered by a 5.3 liter Vortec V8 uh, with a four-speed automatic transmission. The truck was recently acquired by the selling dealer and features a suspension lift, a Smittybilt winch a uh, swing out rear tire carrier, uh, receiver hitch, a roll cage, uh, side sidewinder shifter, an alpine touchscreen head unit and an aftermarket subwoofer and speakers uh, front disc brakes 20 inch XD wheels uh, that's now offered at no reserve selling dealer in uh, with in with a clean title in florida miami florida as a matter of fact so yeah. i think it's a cool little ca- a cool car i think it will sell it's going to be somebody else's pet projects that somebody's already spent the money doing and they're going to and whoever did all the build to it is losing money anyway yeah this is my toy of the week yes uh bid is already at twenty thousand. ends in seven days hmm. so a week from today um yeah, we'll see how it goes. I I like it. I, but we know at least we know it will sell. It won't be bid to fifty thousand like the last one and reserve not met. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's go to my first pick. Um, this is a forty thousand kilometer, so a very low mileage, nineteen ninety eight Subaru Impreza B twenty two STI. And who'd ever thought that it'd be worth this kind of money? Well, the um, the current bid is one hundred and fifty five thousand five hundred and fifty five dollars, and it has five days left to go. <laughs> so let's see why it's worth this much. It says this nineteen ninety eight. This is why I picked it because it is fairly rare. Uh, Subaru Impreza B twenty two STI uh, is number one fifty six of approximately four hundred examples built for the Japanese market and was imported to the U S. by the seller in Jan Gen- in July of twenty twenty. Under show or display exemption. In other words, it's not legal to drive here. Uh, The car is finished in World Rally Blue over black and blue interior, and a turbocharged 2.2 liter flat four drives all four wheels through a five speed manual transmission. Uh, Equipment includes an electronically locking center differential, uh, B22 specified bodywork, and adjustable rear. Wing, BBS wheels, uh, red-finished STI caliber brakes, uh, automatic climate control, and a serialized plaque. Uh, the timing belt and water pump were replaced earlier this year, and a replacement uh, cat-back uh, exhaust was also installed. This B-22 is now offered in Palm Springs, California oh, uh, I with didn't Japanese that. service records factory literature, import documents showing uh, show or display paperwork, and a clean Montana, in other words, fake fake title there for sales tax purposes, um, uh, in the name of the Sellers, LLC. Yeah, and
2: if you notice, there is a correspondence here from the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration uh-huh. And it says to uh, to any potential buyer of this car, please take note that the vehicle is in the United States under an approved show or display exemption. Transfer of ownership must be approved by the NHTSA uh, before the title changes hands. The buyer must also apply for a new show or display approval from the NHTSA and provide current photos of the car. Potential buyers should be aware that the vehicle is limited to up to 2,500 miles per year and must be made available for inspection by the NHTSA until Mm -hmm. it is not less than
1: 25 years old. Right. What a bummer. So you're running out the clock here. And I noticed on the, uh, the the papers that were submitted to the Department of Homeland Security that they valued the car when they paid the import tax at uh, $200,000. Hmm. So we'll see what, it, you know, like I said, bidding's only be... at 155000 right now. So you know, we'll see where it goes.
2: Yeah, and actually looking at the um, background here, which shows Mount San Jacinto, um, mm-hmm. I'm guessing that they took the pictures of these over at the airport here in Palm Springs.
1: Yeah, it looks like the airport to me. I mean, with the background of whatever they call, with it looks like some some sort yeah. of hangar. Yeah, and,
2: that's yeah. where the
1: private plane hangars are. Right. So somebody spent a lot of money to bring it here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it is rare. I mean, you know, you just don't see these two-door cars here. Wow. So I get, but you know, 25 years isn't that far away. And once the 25-year clock runs up, then you can be driven. So, I wonder what it is that makes it not meet
2: the specs for being able to be driven here.
1: Oh, well, it wasn't federalized, so it doesn't have the uh, the, the uh, exhaust and, you know, all the, oh, the various uh, yeah. equipment for that. Plus, uh, it probably doesn't have the uh, safety equipment that oh, would be re- required to federalize right, the vehicle. right. Yeah, Got there's it, a lot yeah. of things it probably doesn't have in order to be federalized. But once 25 years hit, it doesn't matter. They, you know, they'll let it in. Wow. And and that's only like three years away. It's a neat little car. Yeah, it's a very cool car. And someone's, you know, we'll, I, hope, I hope it sells. I hope it doesn't, you know, become another one of these reserve not met. So uh, it's very nice. I, I mean, if I used the to have those reserve exact not seats not in met, my
2: car. If the, if the reserve is not met on this thing... Mm-hmm. There's uh, something
1: crazy about the seller. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. uh, Okay, my next car just sold like literally a few minutes ago, but I, I, I had to put it in here because I love these old cars. This is a 1984 Toyota Century, so it was never sold here. <laughs> Isn't this
2: the same vehicle that my hearse is based on?
1: It's yeah, it is the same vehicle that it's based on, but it's a little different. This is a Century, not the Crown, I think. Oh,
2: the Crown, okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, but they're they're similar. They're, they're similar to that. And, right, and, uh, they're the it, most
2: un Toyota looking things I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, it, it is big. It was meant for somebody who was wealthy to sit in the back seat. That's what it was meant for. <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot of room back there. And it says that, uh, let's see what it says about this car. That it, uh, let's see, this 1984 Toyota Century was imported to the U.S. Prior to ownership was uh, prior Uh, during prior ownership and was acquired in June of 2020 by the selling dealer. The car is finished in black over a gray cloth interior is powered by a four liter V8 with a four speed automatic transmission. Equipment includes power adjustable front seats, dual automatic climate control, dual zone automatic climate control. Remember, this is 1984. A factory cassette stereo, fender mounted side mirrors, automatic dimming uh, lights. The Century is now offered at no reserve in Salem, Oregon with import documents in a clean Montana what a surprise title right now <laughs> yes, you know. so i guess this is the japanese version of a rolls <laughs> sort of i mean it has the, it has the lace covers over the back the back oh, of the seat i hate that
2: that looks so it's,
1: ugly it's it we hate it the japanese love it they're so weird they think that uh, that is and, and high don't you
2: know. go sending me any letters emails Hate bombs, uh, anything about you know, me being racist or something. It's just I think that it is gross that they do this with cars. They did that to my hearse as
1: well. Yeah, the same thing. It has the same treatment. I mean, but that, but again, that I said it's very Japanese. And these are put on aftermarket. Those don't come from the factory. These are things that are made aftermarket. You know, somebody you know, some little old lady toils away, you know, knitting these, you know, doilies or whatever you want to call it to place over the back of the seats.
2: Hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, anyway. So so it just sold a, a few minutes ago for 11,500, which wasn't a lot of money, but I no. I like I said you just won't see too many of them out there. For sure. All right. Uh, my next car was a S3GE powered uh, 74 Toyota Celica uh, six-speed. And this is a, a Celica that was made into basically a racing car. Uh, I think it's quite sharp, though. I, you know, I like what they did with the colors. Looks Would just be, like the one that you know,
2: my buddy Ray had when we were in high school, and um, except his was silver, uh, but it was you know this same body style. Body style,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, It's a nice looking style, I think. This uh, 74th Toyota Celica was purchased by the seller in 2012 and subsequently modified with a repaint in blue, as well as the installation of Toyota, uh, Alta Zera, uh, sourced beams, uh, two, it has a two-liter inline four linked to a six-speed manual transmission, and the AE86 sourced rear end. Uh, that's another Toyota type of uh, racing, uh, you know, vehicle that they have. In, yeah, they have those and. cool
2: racing seats in it yeah. too.
1: Yeah, and the interior features uh, Braum racing seats, uh, Momo. Uh, what is it, Proto, Prototipo? Prototypo steering wheel and an MPG quick release collar, uh, SQ engineering shifter, located relocation kit, uh, switch pro control panel, red Corbo. Harness, I don't, you know, I don't know what all these things are, but I guess they're all part of making this thing into a, you know, a racing car. Uh, the engine runs on a on a Link G2 standalone ECU, uh, lots of engine control unit, and additional modifications include uh, Apexi intake and muffler. Uh, Coyorad, uh, aluminum radiator, blah, blah, blah. It goes on. So, at any rate, it's got special wheels, special uh, everything on this car, and it's available in Tribuco Canyon, California. Uh, It uh, closes tomorrow, and uh, bidding right now is only at $15,000. I think it will go for a little more. But this is some, you know, you have to have a very specialized interest in going to the track and running around with this kind of car in whatever, you know, uh, category it fits into. Yeah,
2: I might have painted it a different color of blue (laughs) um
1: it's very blue yeah
2: it's uh it actually it's you know in a lot of people think of green with green screen that studios use they used to pretty much do all of the chroma key in blue and it's mm -hmm. that blue so you know i'm seeing this thing as a as a uh invisible car in a movie or (laughs) on tv or something but (laughs) it is it's not the most pleasant blue color i don't think and it's interesting to you because they show on the page for this so people listening to us in the podcast you'll have the link to go and take a look at this car but uh it they actually have photos that show the process of of the uh rebuild of this thing
1: right there's like 300 photos yeah you know in the gallery to look at and they're you know someone's really spent a lot of time and money doing this yeah uh, you know, making it into whatever special track day car that they wanted. And obviously, this was something that they wanted to take to the track and show off to friends. And, you know, because this this is really meant to be a specific track, you know, track let, car. Let me tell you, its original brown interior was not good looking. <laughs> no. I mean, well, you know, originally it probably could have been yeah. okay. But right now, it's, you know, not so good looking. Yeah. It was awful. All right. All right. So uh, this is Todd Bianco. I'm with John McMullen. This is our Bring a Trailer Hour on iHub Radio, all revved up, and we will be right back.
0: Todd Bianco's All Revved Up continues on iHub Radio. Participation encouraged, but not required. Call 760 544 TALK. That's 760 544
1: 8255. Here's Todd. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. This is our Bring a Trailer Hour, and uh, we're talking my picks right now. And the latest is the 1971 Cadillac Fleetwood 60 Special Brougham, and it is huge. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is huge. But one um, word,
2: these things, actually, the
1: original love boats. yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I liked it not just because it's in outstanding condition and it only has 56,000 miles on it, but, you know, the provenance is interesting. It says this 71 Cadillac Fleetwood 60 Special Braum is said to have been purchased new from uh, Jim Rathman Cadillac of Melbourne, Florida uh, by the late Tony Hurlman which thank god they tell me who he was former owner of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and has remained with the Hurlman uh, you know Hurlman family Holman family until it was acquired by the selling dealer in 2020 so they've owned this thing for an awful long time like 40 years almost yeah. Uh, the car is finished in sable black over a gray cloth, and is powered by a 472-cubic-inch V8 paired with a three-speed automatic. Equipment includes a black vinyl roof. Thank God, I love those vinyl roofs on those cars. Uh, you know, it has a, um, a vinyl roof, 15-inch uh, steel wheels, uh, power-adjustable driver's seat, air conditioning, and a push-button AM-FM radio. Maintenance carried out and prepped for the sale. Uh, it consists of a fluid service, air conditioning system recharge, and a tune-up uh, replacement of the battery and tires. It's now offered within a Pennsylvania title with a manufacturer's shipment record, an Indiana personalized license plates, and an Indiana title. Uh, they're just, it, this car has presence. I mean,
2: yeah, when, like get when, the hell out of the way if it's coming.
1: When this thing rolls up at the opera, you expect somebody you know wealthy to get out of the back seat. in, in, in its time, this was an ultra luxury car. You know yeah, this would have sure. been you know like the top of the line you know Fleetwood 60 special, you know the long one the extra space, uh, you know the whole deal that this would have been you know you probably would have been driven in this car as opposed to driving it. Yes. So, yeah, it, uh, it, it's something quite special. I mean, this is a car I also could see in Palm Springs. You know, a barge of this size you know, would be able to fit in a big carport as opposed to a garage. Right. You know, and it's probably, you know, I, but these people, you know, they bought it in Florida and they, you know, own the Indy Speedway. My guess is that they had parking for quite a few cars. I'm just guessing that the family probably had, you know, quite a few cars that, since racing was their business. Yeah, just a guess. I just also like guess. that it has fold down footrests and belt in the back, so that you can rest your feet. How luxurious! <laughs> well, it was, and 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 it's e- riding even riding around the cl- in e- first class. Yeah, but even the cloth seats were, cons- you know, if you look at them, these were considered, you know, high-end, you know, beautifully stitched, uh, you know, sofa-like seating with the, you know, stitching in the, you know, the top half of it. And, you know, it's a, you know, it was very fancy for the time. So, I, 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 I give it a big plus because I liked it. Now, it, you know, bidding's only at $22,500. Right. Uh, it ends tomorrow. I'm sure it will sell. But, uh, you know, not too many people have a, have a space for it. But it is, you know, it is it would be if you had a limo fleet, it would be kind of a cool one to have as your as, as one of the ones in your fleet. Indeed. You know, it's, you can take the retro option. All right. And this the, the last pick I have here. Uh, is a 1995 Saab 9000 CSE Turbo. Now, f- a couple of things about this. First of all, General Motors acquired Saab right around this time, and just and they started to destroy it right about then. So this is still a <laughs> Swedish car. <laughs> they did. They started to destroy it. I mean, you know, it it became, you know, they started to use, you know, GM parts in it and, you know, try to, you know, make it cheaper to, to build, obviously. And and they destroyed destroyed the company and you know it's not in business anymore right <laughs> Saab is gone uh, so but this was still a very very Swedish car so this 19 and by the way it only has 39,000 miles which is pretty good for to you know uh, basically a 25 year old car uh, you know so this 1995 Saab 9000 uh, CSE turbo was first registered in New Jersey uh, and remained with the original owner until January of 2021 so, like really recently, when it was acquired by the selling dealer, the car is finished in white over tan leather and is powered by a turbocharged 2.3-liter inline-four paired with a four-speed automatic transmission. Equipment includes fog lights, headlight wipers, uh, sunroof, automatic climate control. Power adjustable and heated front seats, Harman Kardon audio, um, and a trip computer work performed and prepped for the sale consisted of replacing the blower motor and resistor, uh, fuel and airline filters, uh, and the battery, as well as multiple fluid changes. Uh, This 9,000 CSE shows 39,000 miles and is offered at no reserve by the selling dealer with manufacturer's literature. So that means they must have picked it up for nearly nothing. Right. It's just, it's just that you know this this is sort of a rare bird. First of all, there weren't too many nine thousand sold. The most popular model was the nine hundred, uh, so the nine thousand was going to be their bigger, more luxurious, uh, upscale sedan. Uh, it has a huge hatchback, so if you open it up, it's got a ton of room. Very sob-like thing to have because that was part of their their appeal to people, especially in the northwest. I mean, I'm sorry, the the uh, New England area. Uh, they were very popular in like you know, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Connecticut, uh, New Jersey. These were all very, you know, this was a you know, that was Saab country. Uh, so this if someone paid, you know, this was an expensive car in its day. and it was, uh, you know, somebody didn't drive it very much and kept it lovingly. And if you look at the gallery, you know, the, the seats, and by the way, Saab used to make very comfortable seats until General Motors destroyed them. Um, and This was also unusual because they had moved the key. The, the, one of the quirks of Saab is that the key used to be in the center console. So you reach down to turn the key, and of course, things would fall in and liquids would get in, and it would be a pain in the ass. Uh, but they finally Yikes. moved the key up to the regular place right next to the steering wheel. Uh, and this was one of the first model they did that on because the 900 still had it in the center. Ah. So we'll see how this does next week. But um, I enjoyed our hour, John. This is always fun. There's uh, great cars to look at, uh, and there's going to be more next week. Uh, We always like Bring a trailer. It's one of our funnest segments we do. Uh, This is Todd Bianco. Uh, John, uh, we've got um, more coming up next hour on iHub
2: Radio. That's right. Uh, Jeff Hawker will be here with the Jeff Hawker Show, and he's got a couple of interesting guests as he talks about empowerment
1: for the LGBTQ community. So stay tuned for that. Excellent. So this is Todd Bianco with John McMullen, iHub Radio, all revved up, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.